There's a threat in the world today. A threat to our way of living, a threat to our society, and maybe even a threat to our very existence. And what is this threat? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. He is the one. I am. I am the ass. He is. And we are Black and White Sports. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. How am I not compound the best fight in the world? You tell me. Because you're retired? I mean, I want to see your face when you're asking this question, and the way you're going to ask it. Little man in the eye before you try to kill him or make up something. He went, he went through my soul. And I'm not surprised. What is going on, world? This is Black and White Sports. He is the one. Hola. I am the ass. You are. And welcome to Taco Tuesday. Powered by First Financial Bank, 3535 East 96th Street in Indianapolis. And our buddies over in Colleen, Texas, behind me, we have Grunt Works Custom Woods. Get your next artwork, artwork, woodwork. <laughs> God, I can't talk today. Grunt Works Custom Woods. And also, check out Ultrasound Installations. Tony is awesome. He came over. He hooked my shit up. He got a good Ultrasound Installations. And I got one more because they're out there slaving over, over my concrete still that we're not done with. But I'm done. But they're not done. But they're awesome. Mac and Sheets Concrete, baby. Check them out. I'll get you the number if you're interested. They do an awesome job. Welcome to Taco Tuesday. Yeah, buddy. We got a good one going today. What's this up? should be fun. What's happening, brother? Man, I'm just doing some concrete work, you know. We got rained on mm. last night. Good thing we didn't lay it last night. That would have been a, a muddy mess. Uh, yeah, and I got off work a little late, later than I was expecting to get home and help them out. But, you know, when I came home, Mac and Sheets Concrete, man, I can't talk enough about them. They had shit ready to roll. All I had to do was back the truck up with the concrete bags. Let's start mixing and pouring. And bam, Christy's happy. <laughs> hey, then that's the end result. Long as she's happy, we're good to go. Yes. Mm. So, Taco Tuesday today. We got a couple special guests coming that's going to join us. Uh, one guy is local from around the scene. If you are into the youth sports scene, you probably see his face around here and there. Um, and our next guy was a teammate of mine back at Paris Junior College in Texas. <laughs> years ago. Years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. So um, I we are friends on, on the book. Uh, we have had conversations back and forth over the years, but I haven't seen this guy in person or, like, physically talked to him in damn near 30 years. So he's a head coach down in uh, Texas. So – um, it'd be great to hear their perspective on um, the youth movement and sports and basketball in general, uh, what's going on in our current situations. Yes, yes, yes. So, 
I mean, I have nothing to lead off of other than let's get <laughs> to the Taco Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring them in. First off, we got um, out of Fishers, Indiana. Uh, he is originally from the Carmel, Indiana, area, Indianapolis area. He is a the, the Nike Spies Lady Jim Wright 17U EYBL head coach, and that is Danny Reggiaro. I know I've just screwed that all up. <laughs> He's joining us. And then we also have from just outside of Houston, Texas, we have Mark Patton, Coach Mark Patton. Which we're waiting head, on. Which we are waiting on. Yes. Um, Danny maybe I have has, to. Danny is connected. He is good to go. All right. Well, I'll shoot uh, Marco old message because he's in Houston. So they are on a different time. So I did tell him uh, 730, 830 Eastern time. So we'll probably see him come in any second now. So, well, we have you. We have us joining us. Danny, who is the coach of the Nike Spice lady, Jim Wright, 17U EYBL. Way too many acronyms. (laughs) Let me me get you real quick. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BW Sports 1 and Black and White Sports proudly present Danny. I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to mess it up. (laughs) You're good. Riego. Riego. It's nice and simple. Just exactly how it's spelled. I know. I'm listening to Damon trying to tell me how to say it. That's like, man, I'm not even going to try Good. Now I know. Right. So, what's going on with you, Danny? Not much. How are you guys? Good. Just hanging out, trying to stay out of trouble. Nice day. You got a nice day to do it outside. That looks good. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So, uh, what we got going on here? Tuesdays is our Taco Tuesday. So it's our little spinoff on you know the big taco and all that stuff on Tuesday. It's a day we like to try to pull you know, guest in from uh, different backgrounds that have to do with sports. And we try to, you know, have little conversations for about 30, 35 minutes. So uh, with your background, we wanted to uh, talk a little bit about, you know, the the youth sports aspect of it. You know, there's a lot going on today. Um, some stuff that we're not going to get into because we try to get away from those type of things. But we can't talk, you know, specifically specifically about the COVID. Uh, part of it, how a lot of things have been canceled um, all over the world, all over the country, and it really affects our youth. So we're going to, you know, chat with you. I had a, one of my college teammates who was supposed to come in from a high school coach out in Texas. He was supposed to join us, but I think he might have some technical issues. Not a big deal, but, you know, we'll get a lot of that good information from you being a parent and being a coach in this environment. What are the things that you've kind of seen um, that's not so much changed, but kind of changed how we work with um, kids, so to speak? Well, there really isn't any precedent for this. I mean, nobody's really experienced, at least in our lifetime, uh, a national pandemic that's affected youth sports to this level. But, you know, I mean, just kind of being around the neighborhood, like everybody's kids are home. Um, so it, it affects just every each individual household. I mean, they, they're, they're not going to practice. They're less busy. Um, I found myself telling friends last weekend. I mean, I, I haven't even been home on a Memorial day for years. 
just because I've always been in Cincinnati with my basketball team. And uh, the weekend before, I've always been in Fort Wayne. And the weekend before, I've always been in Chicago. So it, it is kind of nice to, to, to have that change. But that being said, I mean, the kids want to play basketball. And so we have to find kind of the balance of, you know, what's right. Um, you know, should the kids play? How should we interact when we play? Um, and so I think there's still more questions than there are answers in regards to that. I think we're going to play some basketball. I think we're going to play some baseball. I think youth sports will resume. I just don't think it's going to be in front of anybody. Um, you know, the NCAA is already pulling their coaches out. I don't know if we're going to limit the, the amount of spectators. So again, some of those questions, like I said, there's more questions than there are answers. Some of those still need to be still need to be answered before we can really decide how youth sports is going to look for the next 30 days. Um, I obviously, you know, I have a daughter involved in the program <laughs> and um, we were hearing that, like you were saying, there are going to be some games. Um, how might those games look when they do get them started? Because I, I think we have some some things rolling off um, towards Father's Day uh, up in Fort Wayne. So how would that how how would that that play out, so to speak, where we're still not really sure of what's going on? Are you girl are the girls gonna get practice time? Or are we still on the same pattern of, you know, you wanna be good, you gotta get out there and get the extra work in on your own. You can't always depend on coaches like yourself, trainers and what sort. Yeah. Well, summer basketball has always existed in for different purposes. Okay. So and, and it's and it's different for for each individual kid and each individual prospect. Some use summer basketball as an opportunity to play in front of college coaches, whether it be NAIA all the way up to Division One, Power Five, Final Four contenders, all of that. Some people view it as an opportunity to improve their game for their high school program. Um, you know, we always say, you know, listen to you know the first and second kid off the bench who might not be a college athlete, they got to get some tick in the summer also. Um, and then the third thing is fun. I mean, I think, I think that's an undersold aspect of summer basketball. Kids love it. And, and I think it's a different mix. Um, maybe on some level there's less at stake, but it's certainly a different environment. You get to see kids that you, that you can compete against uh, at really a national level. Um, you know, the shoe companies got involved, whether it's Nike through the EYBL, through Adidas through the gauntlet or Under Armour with their, with their association. Um, they've put some, they've put some stakes on it now. So that fun, um, it, it's, it's a competitive fun now. So that being said, with those three things, it depends on where you are in, in, in those three buckets. If you want to play in front of college coaches, and we'll just stay there for a second, that's a tough go. Um, you know, I don't know that the NCAA coaches are – well, they're not going to be out in July. They extended the dead period all the way out through July 31st. So whatever basketball tournament happens now, uh, between now and July 31st, there will not be an NCAA coach watching you. Now, they're going to sell streaming services and subscriptions to watch these games, but I, I mean – I. Listen, I don't, I don't know how much you're going to get 
you know, evaluating a kid through a computer screen. I, I just, I don't know. The, these college coaches are really good at what they do, um, but you certainly get a different feel watching it through a computer screen. Um, totally agree. Now, if, if, you, if you have coaches that are live and they and you give some live periods, let's say in August and September, um, you know, I think you'll see some preparatory stuff in July. Like, let's get some run. Let's get some good competition. Let's be ready to go. So when the college coaches are on the sideline, I'm ready to go in August and September. And that's a possibility. You know, years ago, they used to have um, what we in the girls' basketball side called fall exposure. And so there could be a couple of weekends that'll pop up. There's some rumors out there that we're going to have live evaluation, which would be college coaches actually sitting on your court watching, um, you know, in August and September. So at this point, I think we're just going to play some basketball, whether it's regionally, whether it's in-state, uh, whether it's just in some tournaments. And we're going to sell streaming subscriptions to try to increase some exposure for these kids. But for the most part, it's going to be the latter two buckets, which is going to be the kids are going to want to play to have fun. And the kids are going to want to play to advance their skills to prepare themselves for a high school season, which I hope we have. Yeah, with the, I mean, we deal with the, uh, you and I, well, Dan as well, with having a daughter, we deal a little bit more with the girl scene of it. You know, it didn't really affect their high school tournament here in Indiana because they got to finish it. We crowned the champion. I have a fabulous player over at Lawrence North with Jayla Smith. Absolutely fabulous player. Can't wait to watch her again, but I hope we get to. But we had an issue with the boys. I think the boys got, what, the like first round of sectionals? Like they didn't even get to the sectional championship. Am I correct on that? They did. They didn't get to sectionals. In fact, that's kind of the irony of the whole thing is one of the outbreaks. I, 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 I don't – and, again, basing this just on what I read and what somebody told me, so I'll, we'll call it fact just based on that. But um, If it's on I, the Internet, it's real. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> somebody told me this, so it's real. That's right. Um, but that was one of the that was one of the places. I think there was that super sectional. I think there was a game. I there was a, two games. I think back to back. Maybe Cathedral, Attics, Lawrence Central, and Lawrence North, which are yep. four of the the huge powers in Indianapolis from a boys basketball perspective, all playing. And I think there were several documented cases. I think I read that in the Star. If if you, if, if I need to give credit there, but. Um, that's the irony of it. But yeah, a after that, which was right, I think we, we probably started social distancing right around the 13th or 14th of March. That was right around that time. So um, the scary part about it is you, you go back and look at pictures of that basketball game. I mean, we just had no idea. I mean, it's just that shoulder, place, shoulder, shoulder that packed. packed. <laughs> that place was packed. <laughs> you know, with Norris North being my alma mater, I've always wanted Jack to do well. And I think he'd have got another one this year. That was a very talented team. It was um, a very talented team. He's I not saw biased or anything. I was really impressed with the kid that's going to Iowa, uh, the Perkins kid, and 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 I know I know the Gun family with with Lauren coming out of our program, and um, that kid can go. But yeah, Jack had a squad this year. He really did. That was going to be fun to watch as it as it went down the stretch. And I, I went to the Lawrence North Lawrence Central regular season game, um, and they went into their place at LC and and. Wildcats took it to him. That was that was impressive. Yep. Now I got I got a question for you, Coach. Uh, since you're in the, the quote unquote the AAU, the the you know the the extra basketball scene, you have a lot of naysayers and a lot of haters on 
that type of league. I want to know, and I want to hear your perspective of, you know, is this really quote unquote damaging the child in their in his or her career in potential sports? You know, basketball being this one per, per se, um, is that really? damaging or is it just kind of people talking for one they may be jealous because their kid didn't make it or two you know they just don't have the extra money to get their child in or three they're just being lazy and want to bitch about something sure i don't think it's the latter i i do think there are some aau programs that um or summer club programs that um we can say are in it for the wrong reasons, spoiler for the bunch, you know, one bad apple, whatever cliche that you want to put out there. There's certainly a, a negative stigma when it comes to summer club basketball. Um, and some of it's true. Um, but again, I, I, I go back to one thing um, and I go back to it a lot whenever we engage in a conversation like this. And, and that's what are the kids saying about it? Um, it's very easy for the parents to have an opinion. It's very easy for a high school coach to have an opinion. It's very easy for outsiders or spectators or even fans of the game to have an opinion. But if you ask the kids, do they get a lot out of summer basketball? Do they enjoy summer basketball? The answer to the question is invariably yes. They love it. They develop. They develop relationships. They advance their game. They stretch their game. They get coached by a different voice. If you can't if you can't advance as a person or advance your basketball game through an environment like that, then maybe summer club basketball isn't for you, but it, it's a very fun environment. And like I said, when the shoe companies got in and started and started really putting some stakes on it, it got even more fun for the kids. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I coach our 17 new EYBL basketball team and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of cite you an example here. It does mimic and I'm not saying high school basketball can't mimic this, but it does mimic college basketball on a lot, a lot of different levels. So, for example, you know, Ari Wiggins is a great is a great example. Um, Sydney Parrish, another one. Both of those kids came up when they were freshmen. So they're on a basketball team with, you know, a couple of missed basketballs on there. Um, seven or eight Division One college athletes, really good players that play their position, and they have to be able to find value to be able to see the floor. They are going to experience that when they're a freshman in college. When Sydney Parrish goes to the University of Oregon, there's going to be McDonald's All-Americans on that roster. There's going to be kids that have won state championships on their roster. There's going to be kids – that have had success in the Nike EYBL, all things on Sydney's resume, but she's experienced that at least on a small level that hopefully when she gets to Oregon, she can, she can fall back on that experience, use that to try to, to try to create some impact right away. And, you know, maybe she does it and maybe Kelly, Kelly uses her and, and maybe they get to, uh, well, and there's another example too, you know, the, the women's basketball in the NCAA, we cut that short, didn't get to see if Ionescu got to, got to kind of finish her run. But now with the whole unfinished business thing, I know Sid's going to go out there and I just use her as an example, but there's a lot of kids that, that can come in and they squeeze everything out of this experience that they can. But to go back to your original point, Yes, there are people out there that 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 use it as a revenue stream. There are people out there that use it because they're trying to relive glory days, whatever it is. Um, 
but you know, no coaches get paid within our club. We're all volunteer. We do it for the love of the kids who, who have a love for the game. Now, the real question I have is I see two pictures right behind you. <laughs> I see a nasty-looking D symbol up top, but then I see a wonderful baby blue <laughs> NC logo that's a lot better looking. so you know one thing that summer basketball has allowed us to do is it's allowed us to kind of see different campuses so um this is my oldest who's uh, who's young um and we got him on the floor at cameron and his feet's got to be burning his feet have got to be burning (laughs) (laughs) but you know in 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 defense um, we did take him across town and uh, and have his picture taken on the other side as well. Um, He's sitting in the clouds cool, right there. Yeah, that's a cool, <laughs> that's a cool experience, right? Um, you know, I don't even know. You know, the, the the kid probably doesn't even know that there's a Jordan banner hanging above him. He probably doesn't even know that he's standing at Cameron Indoor, which is you know right. like a museum. But um, but I know so yeah, exactly. Now, side note real quick before Damon gets back on here. I'm not a Carolina fan because of Jordan. I'm a Carolina fan because Vince Carter and Antoine Jameson because I was a little younger than you guys, so I didn't get to necessarily see Jordan really pay attention to Jordan at Carolina. However, the early 90s was my heyday of getting into basketball. So, Side note here, I think think the – the Argyle Carolina Blues with the old Donald Williams, Dante Calabria stuff. I think that's the best college jersey of all time. Um, and that stuff came that stuff came after Jordan also. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Roy Williams is, I mean, coaches. And so I don't know who else to study, but one of the greatest right there. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'm a, well, you know me. I'm, you see me all the practices. I'm going blue all day, no matter however you look at it. <laughs> so, but I do recognize greatness all over, all over the court. Well, it looks like we got our fourth participant. Uh, what's going on, Mark? What's going on, DT? How you doing, boy? Hey, man, I'm just hanging on like a loose hub cap on the freeway. Man, I'm sorry for the time. Just, uh, just. It's all right. You live in, you live around, you live closer to Dallas. We won't hold it against you. <laughs> Down here in Houston, and it's what 92 degrees at 7:30, uh, 7 o'clock, man. And so uh, I thought I had a whole nother hour. So we out in the bar with the family, but uh, I, I'm glad to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, again, I'm, I'm just happy to be with y'all. No uh, big Damon, deal. Damon, you want to go ahead and kind of bring him in and tell the world who he is? Will do. Just a recap. Uh, this is an old college teammate of mine down in Paris, Texas, uh, Mark Patton probably one of the best athletes that I've ever played against. I mean, he was, he runs and jumps like a gazelle, man. This dude was fun to play with. And we had a really good team, man. So, and just for all them haters that was watching, the last time we did a show and y'all was holding up all your hardware, Mark had let us know that we did have a little hardware at the junior college scene ourselves. I just don't have mine no more. (laughs) Look, I got mine. Uh, I got mine, and it's one of those things that I always cherish that team. Uh, Literally, it was 10 of us uh, freshmen that showed up, and uh, Coach Shue really put that thing together. 
Uh, man, I wish I had half the hops or a quarter of the athleticism that I used to have, man. Those days are gone a little bit, and um, I pass it on to my to my next in line, man. So he's doing it his thing. But, uh, man, those were great times down there in Paris, man. And um, I, I talked to Coach Hugh from time to time, but uh, we had a good time down there, man. That was awesome. So uh, just to catch you up, uh, we've been talking about the effect of the COVID that's going on in the youth program right now. Uh, joining us here is uh, Danny Rego, who is a AAU coach. He up said here it for, right. I did. <laughs> he's a he's an AAU coach up here in Indiana for uh, okay. the Lady Nike uh, Gym Rats. I'm sure you've probably been a, I've seen them around the scene a little bit. Okay. Um, but I wanted to get your perspective on some of the things going on coming from the high school side of it. You being on the boys' side and him being on the girls' side, we kind of heard their perspective. Like, how are you guys approaching it? I don't know if you guys got to your state tournament or even got to it or anything like that. Man, it's been crazy. I'm going to start off with my program first. I am the head coach at uh, Pasadena Memorial High School down uh, down here in the Houston area. Uh, this is my third year there. Basically, it's a brand-new school, so to speak, about 12, 13 years old. But I haven't seen 98% of my, my players since before spring break. Uh, when we went on spring break, we didn't, we have not returned back to the school as far as the students. You know, I've been back in the office a couple of days each week. Uh, our, our state tournament actually started. They started our state tournament uh, with the 1A and 2A schools. By then, if you remember, the, the universities and the colleges had, uh, they had their conference tournaments going on. So mm -hmm. once those tournaments was, 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 was stopping and they was, really pulling teams out the floor. That literally what happened at the Texas State Basketball Tournament, which is held now in San Antonio uh, and everything. So we literally went from playing district to your season was over. And uh, so at the end of the day, there was teams, there was parents, there was uh, supporters, there was towns, whole towns in San Antonio couldn't watch basketball, had already played, paid for rooms. It was a mess, man. And so – we're still reeling from this because our governing body, which is called a UIL down here in Texas, they're still trying to come up with a reentry plan as we speak. Uh, we had a phase one of reentry where we could come in and get workouts in starting June the 8th, but uh, my district, we're, we're starting June 15th. So it's been a crazy deal, man, and we really don't know kind of, you know, the, the, the collateral damage of all this, man, to be honest with you. Awesome. What the hell. hell was that? Hey, man, I got some people out here like to shoot mortars off in the middle of the city. Man, yeah. <laughs> hey, so memo to self, do not go to Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we cool up here. You know, everybody got that guy in the neighborhood. That just don't follow the rules. <laughs> but um, I know a lot of high school coaches and uh, club coaches have been still working with their teams through, you know, video workouts Correct. with YouTube Correct. and Zoom and whatever. I know my daughter has been very active in it. I mean, I'll go over there three times a week and we get our right. work-ins plus those work-ins. So right. are you guys still structuring your workouts somehow throughout your organizations? Absolutely, man. With our organization and our team and, and, and our, our uh, eighth graders that are coming into the program, we have all, we've been doing that since the second week we've been out. We've kind of been sending them, you know, clips or 
videos of what we do or we give them kind of, you know, X, Y, and Z of what we're doing. Uh, but we've absolutely been demonstrating and doing and sending those on our team, uh, remind apps and our team band apps. And uh, also we take Twitter and uh, we inbox our guys. So they really have been working. One of my coaches, I've got four assistants down here in Texas. We have big staff. So I got four, five assistants, really. Uh, we got one that's sending, uh, he's sending specific workouts to our bigs. And, uh, you know, uh, and the other two are sending them to our perimeter players. But we have a mixture of drills that both groups do because, you know, we're smaller some years. So we play we play a lot of positional stuff. So we're doing a lot of crossover skills, uh, guards and post, posts and guards or whatever. We really don't label it, uh, so to speak, other than a numbering system and what we do. But we've been sending those guys, uh, you know, workouts. We've been sending them just updates and just checking on them, be honest with you, because uh, some people's parents actually lost jobs. So we're really mindful of who's got the technology and who don't have technology. So it's kind of been a struggle, but it's also been one of those deals where we've been seeing some guys be proactive and they come back and they post, hey, coach, just what I'm doing and so forth so on, man. But, yeah, we it, it changed a lot. So we went to digital. Just like we're meeting digitally, we've, uh, we've we sent those workouts out, and, man, that's pretty good so far. Awesome. Danny? Yeah, I'm, I, I think that's one thing that I think – if you can, if you can use the word positive, and I use that loosely here, one positive that came out of this is I do think that skill development um, and communication within a team and coaches talking about his program and things that they do, I think this is going to continue and 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 have some staying power past coronavirus. Um, right. You know, and and that's the one positive of this. I think kids have gotten very creative, uh, coaches have gotten very creative, and because they've had to. Um, but I, I think it's going to stay. And so I'll answer the question a kind of different way. Yeah. Everybody's doing that. Everybody's doing that stuff. And, and, and it's, and it's great, but to be able to have this now, um, and be in contact with your teams in a different way, um, I think is going to help. I think that's going to stay. Uh, so me, I like it. I like it. Um, as in the fact that you really get to, the uh, the club coaches or the uh, high school coaches really get a chance to, I mean, you might not be next to them, but you can focus one-on-one with each player mm-hmm. a little more than you really could if you brought everybody together. And you can really uh, break down each player's work uh, workout plans for, you know, their specific need for your club or your team. Like with my daughter, for the club team, we do a lot of shooting because I know they get up and down the floor with her school team. I work on her big stuff because you have to be a solid big because that's the position that she's going to be when she's working with her, with her school team. And so I like how the integration is coming with it. I like how the coaches and these trainers being able to still get it. And I think this is good for the kids because you can really tell from a situation like this, which kids are really in for that work mm-hmm. and you're going to tell when those kids come back which ones have been doing the work yeah all of them are going to be out of game condition right. because they right. haven't played but right. you're going to tell right away which kids have been doing that work even with this time off mm-hmm. yeah there's no question about that we always talk about you know what's in your bag um to use kind of a golf analogy there but you should always be adding clubs to your bag if you didn't add a trick or a club to your bag during this you missed out because everybody else did 
Um, whether it's a new post move, whether it's, whether it's, um, you know, a new dribble move, whether it's something to help separate it on the open floor or something like that. And that goes for coaches too. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many, how many coaches, coaching workshops could we have logged into just to learn, um, you a know, lot. triangle offense or, you know, positionless basketball or, you French know, attacking, all these <laughs> acting even front, you know, whatever it is. So. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I think that this will also kind of just add to what you guys were saying. This should also build character and self-esteem within all the players individually because of they're working on their own. They have, they have you guys, you know, doing the, doing the video conferences and the video training and stuff like that, but it forces them to learn, you know, time management, to learn, uh, you know, self, self coaching, I guess, you know, to, not to overstep the boundaries of the coaches that's training them, but to, to get them to learn to how to do stuff on their own, you know, and once all this stuff come, gets over with and everybody comes back to the gym, hopefully they've kind of kept that in their mentality to be like, okay, we work on this in practice. Now I still know how to work on this and this and this on my own. Yeah. I'll add to that too. I think self-awareness was a big one we learned. I think, I think the, you know, look at the 2020s and I'm sure coach has some also. I mean, they didn't, you know, you have different boxes. So you, maybe you have a kid that's going to go to the college level and they're going to be in a power five box and you got a kid that's going to be in a mid major box and you got a kid that's going to be in a division two box and those 2020s lost their final evaluation period to play themselves out of that box. Correct. So if you thought you were a power five kid and you're sitting there with five mid-major kids, it's self-awareness time. Time to understand who you are and and whether you want to go other routes to, to walk on perhaps or whatever it was, or to be aware that, listen, this is where I'm evaluated. I'm going to make most of the situation. I'm going to jump on an opportunity that I have. But there were a lot of 2020s, and I and I don't, and I'm not exclusive to that class because I know there were a lot of 22 commits also. But particularly the 21s had to be really aware of who they were, and and make really adult decisions before they maybe wanted to. So I, I mean, I'll throw it over to Coach Patton. I mean, you have in that situation. Man, you've nailed it. That that is that is that is a huge point. And in fact, it's a little personal. Um, my own kid. You know, uh, a lot of kids are late bloomers or, you know, uh, they come along a little later than others or just different types of exposure for different kids. Uh, all the schools that were recruiting my kid were D2s, NAIAs. When it came down to it, we had more NAIA offered than Division Two. So I advised him, hey, man, this thing is about to get ugly. We don't know the circumstance. I know you think you want to go bigger. But at the end of the day, let's just go somewhere where we got a good fit. Let's get that degree and let's get home. So my my way of convincing him was telling him, hey, hey, man, this is the sure deal. This is maybe deal. Like, okay, right now, like I told guys, I said, that was a week before. You got to remember, when the NCAA or, uh, waived those uh, test scores, that opened yep. up the whole, the whole deal. So, mm-hmm. so I, told, I told my guys, there are a lot of 2020s high schoolers that are going to be left out. And so I had two guys, uh, one went JUCO and, and, and my kid went in NAIA. And I said, I told them point blank, guys, y'all can't get cute with this stuff right now. 
Y'all have got to take what we got that's for sure that you like and let's go because there are going to be a lot of guys to, still to this day. There are guys looking right now, like he said, those different boxes. Some kids either played themselves out of a box or some guys couldn't play themselves into a box. So they lost that entire spring, that last evaluation period for 2020. And also 21s. We, we, we probably won't get to see all the 21s until Lord knows when. So it's a big deal in recruiting. It was a big deal in my home. And like I said, at the end of the day, I had to let guys know and be honest, uh, per, you know, per athlete I knew from club and, and, and my own team, hey, man, you guys had better take what we can really get that's solid because there is going to be a lot of emphasis put on. For instance, I had one player that was offered a, a, a full Okay, he didn't like the school because why? He didn't visit it, right? He didn't ever <laughs> go on a visit. He said, Coach, I don't feel comfortable with going someplace that I have not visited. So what college coaches have been doing, they've been countering by doing virtual tours of their campuses and their programs. And so so I had to convince my guy, hey, man, take it or leave it because they're going to go on to somebody else who's deserving of that. So you better take what you can get. And, uh, you know, because this thing is this, – this whole COVID-19 is really just – screwed up a lot of things that we used to do. So uh, that was a great question. I was going to bring that up, but you you did it for me. So awesome job, Coach. Right on, right on. Well, hey, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. It's been awesome having you on. Mark, it's been great seeing you again. Danny, I'll see you in the upcoming uh, weeks, months, or whatever. But sure. thank you guys for coming on and hanging out with us. It's been awesome. Uh, you're intuitive. Uh, like us, share us, spread us out. Uh, we're always open to have guests on to come chit chat and talk on Taco Tuesdays, and also Taco our regular Tuesday, live, our regular live show on Wednesday nights. So we appreciate it. Thank you guys for coming on, and we wish you good luck. Stay safe and uh, stay safe, and good uh, Godspeed and all these things you got going on. Hey man, y'all have me on from time to time. I, I, I definitely love to come back and chop up with you guys, man. I, it was hey, awesome. long, as long as we're not talking about them Houston asterisks, we're good. All right. All right, man. All right. Thank y'all for having me, bro. All right. Thank you, guys. I have a good one. Thank you, guys. All right, Black and White Sports World. There you have it. Talk oh talk Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. It's been awesome. It's been a pleasure. Uh, brought to you again by First Financial Bank, John Wayne Buzzer, Type O Edit, uh, uh, Grunt Works Custom Woods, Custom Woods Ultrasound Installations, 